Welcome to the Potato Field Podcast. I'm your host, Spudman Editor Zeke Jennings. Joining me today is Greg Eby, a seed potato grower in Washington State and current commissioner on the state's Seed Potato Commission, and Don Sklarzik, former owner and founder of Sklarzik Seed Farms, a tissue culture lab and mini tuber greenhouse operation in northern Michigan. They're here today to discuss the National Potato Council's Vision 2026 project, which was created to rethink how the seed certification system works, including data collection and testing processes. Gentlemen, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for joining me. Thank you, Zeke. Don, let's start with you. Could you give us a little background on this uh, 2026 project and how you got involved with it? The idea of Vision 2026 came after setting at many seed certification meetings, recognizing the industry was ready to look at new testing opportunities and developments that's going to allow the industry to move forward to better our end users or the end product for the end user. And I found that it's been very rewarding to see how much the industry has embraced the project itself. So at this point in time, we are moving forward with ideas and concepts to better the seed industry to provide the best product for the end user, our consumers. And Greg, uh, how does your farm fit into the seed production process? Are you doing early field generation, mid-generation, late? What's your kind of forte? Actually, all of the above. Um, we start uh, with a tissue culture lab and greenhouse and uh, produce up to field generation three and occasionally field generation four. And how did you get involved in this project? Uh, what's your role in it? Well, initially, we kind of had a parallel track, the, the Washington State Seed Potato Commission was, was looking at a better method for our post-harvest testing. Uh, right now we're doing uh, winter grow outs in Hawaii and uh, Eliza testing the leaves. And it's, a, it's an expensive, cumbersome process and results are actually sometimes later than what we need. Uh, we have a, a market for seed um, to some southern states, uh, California, Arizona, and they've actually planted uh, a lot of our seed lots before we've uh, gotten results back. And uh, we, we started looking at direct tuber testing technology in Europe and, and different areas and uh, became very interested in it. So when this opportunity came up, we, we jumped at the opportunity to get involved. Uh, now, how is this program going to help secure potato seed health in the U.S.? Um, Don, you want to go ahead and start on that one? Yeah, I would say the Group Vision 2026 has many goals. The ultimate goal is to raise an awareness of the new testing methods and to assist the industry to provide the highest quality potato product to the end user of what we produce. It's opened up conversations between producers and end users and the need of collaborating together. You know, we realize uh, expectations of higher quality to the end user increases every year. And our competition isn't necessarily 
each other is the potato industry. <clears throat> there are a lot of other, uh, we'll call it products on the shelf that we have to compete against. And along with that, the new disease testing technology that has come along, um, that's going to assist us. So now what we have to do is look at which ones, what levels that the testing will be able to show us is justifiable. Ultimate goal will be to bring the industry together, creating a higher quality product and uh, collaboration between certification agencies. It's gonna be a natural occurrence. Uh, Greg, anything to add on that? No, I, I think that was well said by Don. Um, you know, one just huge advantage we see though is that it's a, a major an advancement in providing reliable, accurate results in a, in a relatively short amount of time over our present methods. You have seed growers and commercial growers that are obviously operating a little bit differently, of course, you know, the whole certification project. Now, what is the difference between what a seed grower wants and what a commercial grower is going to want? Uh, does the seed industry and the commercial industry currently have the same objective? Objective, and how do we align the grower interests? You know, to to line up so everybody's kind of working toward the same thing. Greg, do you want to start? Sure. Um, I think seed growers and and certification programs need to measure how effective their disease management programs are performing. I think we all recognize the the best strategy for producing clean seed is to start clean and stay clean. Um, it, it's pretty difficult to to try and manage problems and, and clean something up if, if not impossible. And testing is the only way that you can really determine where you're at on that spectrum. Um, the quicker, the easier we can get this information, uh, the better it allows us to make good decisions. Do we multiply this seed lot? Do we flush it out to a commercial grower or does the lot need to be disposed of? From the uh, commercial grower standpoint, they want assurance that the seed they've purchased performs to its potential. They have a large investment in growing an acre of potatoes and using uh, quality seed can put you uh, behind from the beginning. You know, any virus disease can limit uh, their possible yields, pack outs, and ultimately their, their returns. So uh, testing can re reduce some of these variables and risks. And, and I think things do align. Uh, seed growers probably have a much lower threshold for disease. And in some cases, our tolerances are zero, whereas the commercial grower may have a, a slightly higher tolerance uh, and it's more determined by the economics. But uh, I think in both cases, having accurate, reliable test results is a, a full disclosure on how the seeds uh, will perform. So it's just, you know, the more information you have, the, the better decisions you can make. Don, what's your take on that? How do we get uh, everybody from the tissue culture lab, breeder, all the way to the, the end user on the, or the uh, end user on the, uh, the same page there of, of the industry kind of joining together and what we need to do? Yeah, Zink, I think some of it is driven by the fact that more and more operations have become vertically integrated from 
the base seed production to the commercial end use of the product, taking it all the way to the processor or its end use. And in doing that, everyone has a better understanding of the unique challenges each other faces. And along with that, we have to realize certification of sea potatoes in the United States is unique because we have individual states with individual state-run organizations setting the standards. So they have to work together and then set up standards and levels that's going to be best for the industry as a whole. Now that system is stood the test of time, but ultimately everything has to be profitable and sustainable. Greg, uh, he, he mentioned already uh, like the different states um, have their different methods. Now you're in Washington state, which is known for processing Michigan where Don is, is more known for chip. Uh, how is Washington State's seed production program different from, say, the rest of the, the U.S.? Although um, our commercial growers are, are a large processing uh, growing state, uh, our seed program is actually relatively small and, and specialized. Um, our cost of production is quite high. Uh, a lot of that's driven by land costs. Uh, we're a maritime climate. There's a lot of fungal pressure. So, you know, we've got to have uh, good programs for combating that pressure. And uh, that's really forced us to uh, be innovative and uh, focus on specialty varieties. It, it's difficult for us to compete with some of the larger regions on, on growing processing varieties, for instance. So we specialize in... Uh, reds, yellows, whites, purples, fingerlings, and baby potatoes. And uh, as a result of that, we have uh, pretty intensive variety development programs. We're always looking for better genetics to, to give our growers uh, an advantage in the marketplace. And that can come domestically or, or worldwide. So we bring these uh, new varieties in, um, through quarantine, uh, we need to bulk them up to a level that we can evaluate and get them out for trial. So at any given time, we can have over a hundred different varieties and a, a couple hundred different seed lots, uh, at, usually at pretty small acreages. And a lot of these, and even a majority of them, don't make the cut and are discarded. Uh, Don, as a tissue, tissue culture lab, I know that uh, sclerosics go all over the world. Uh, you, we were just touching on uh, how the, the different states have the different seed certification projects and, and standards. To your knowledge, what are some of the, the variances that you might have state to state uh, that's going to make it challenging for seed growers? It, Again, it's a unique situation that we enjoy in the United States that individual states set their standards, but it's based upon what the state organizations, the growers have recognized as the important issues to be able to, again, provide the quality of the crop so that it meets or exceeds the expectation of that end user. So it's it has to be continued in the way that it is to be successful. It's no one 
it's one system that is right for all areas of the United States. So that uniqueness provides opportunities, although it does create challenges. So part of the ability to do that comes in the fact that you have an organization like the Potato Association of America seed certification section that meets together and everyone can sit down and have open discussions about what's taking place, I'll call it in their neck of the woods, and then deciding how they can best satisfy the needs for the industry. Now, are seed growers looking forward to adopting newer seed testing methods, such as dormant tuber testing? Greg, what do you think? I, I think so. We, we sure are. Um, in our situation, as I, I mentioned, you know, we've got hundreds of varieties, a uh, couple hundred different seed lots, and uh, to send all of those off to a grow-out test uh, and ELISA test the leaves is, is just really costly and cumbersome and, um, and not necessary for all lots. As I mentioned, some lots uh, or varieties won't, won't even make the cut. So this really needs, uh, allows us to, to focus in and to get information more quickly, reliably, um, and, and make better informed decisions and, and even test the lots that, that need to be tested. So, you know, we're, we're really excited uh, about direct tuber testing. Don, what's, uh, what's your take on that? Have you gotten any feedback or what do you think uh, the growers are looking forward to on that? What I see is progressive seed growers realize that testing is a great tool. It's going to provide additional information the availability of that information is quicker than ever before. And it's going to allow not only the seed grower, but the customer that was supposed to receive that product information so they could create the best path for it. So it's going to create great information. But again, the challenges in doing that, we have to digest what that information really means because as we do additional and new testing methods we'll learn so much more and the industry has to determine at what point is it a negative impact and where would that um, ending product best be used in the industry itself. Greg what do you think the value of like that November uh, the the winter growouts and things, data for uh, PVY and, and some of the other diseases. Uh, what do you think that true value is? Uh, it, presently, you know, we don't have that information for some of our early ship lots and, and that can create some risks. So um, I, I think it's immensely important. And, um, for some of the other uh, diseases too that you could test for, you've already done some of the hard work. You've collected the sample, you've prepared it for PCR testing. At that point, it's pretty economical and easy to test for some of these other diseases. And, and again, I'll, I'll fall back to the what I said earlier, the, the more information you have, the, the better decisions everyone can make. So. I think it's, it's just a, a great tool. 
Don, what do you, where do you see the value in, in that information? Some of the other, you know, diseases we're talking about, mop top virus, which, you know, that's kind of front of mind, uh, tobacco rattle virus. That's another big one that people are worried about, bacterial ring rot. Um, what do you think here? Well, it's tremendous information that provides the ability, again, for not only the seed grower, but the end user who is depending upon the product to make the right steps. Because at one time, as I was growing up in the industry early on, what I saw was there was not the direct connection between the seed grower and that end use. Now the industry has such a dependency on each other that they have to have true sharing of information without having, well, I shouldn't say without having, I should say minimizing the surprises that come along the way. If the industry looks at the diseases, um, I look at bacterial ring rot as one that the industry, because of testing, has been able to keep that in control. Um, bacterial ring rot is a bacteria, so it's much easier to see and diagnose. The viruses, which are many times smaller, takes different methods of testing in order to adequately give an analysis to make sure that what the test is saying is a correct uh, observation of what actually is impacting the plant itself. So we have a lot of learning to do, but the openness that's happened within the last few years in the industry is going to allow us to get there and it's going to have great rewards for everyone. Um, let's say uh, you get a positive test for mop top virus in a seed field. How do we know? How do we know to avoid planting earliest generation crops there? I mean, how, how do you do that? Any ideas, Greg? Oh well, presently um, we don't always have that information uh, for our early generation lots. We always look for virgin ground, and, and fortunately in our region that's an option, and, and for many regions. It's not, but that's not foolproof either. So it's um, just, again, having uh, that information, you can make better decisions, uh, avoid ground that could be infected. Uh, again, if you start out bad or uh, behind, it, it, it usually doesn't work out. So having that information up front is just a really important management tool. Don, did you have any other thoughts on uh, mop top virus or, or diseases? Yeah, I think it's, it's one of what I call the new surprises the industry has to deal with that has tremendous negative impacts because once a field is infected with mop top, then the danger of a crop that's planted in there having reinfection is is much greater. So we need to understand that part of the issues of international trade is that we are dealing with issues from around the world, not only in a small geographical area. So looking forward, I'd say there'll be more challenges for our industry, but 
along the path, what I've seen is there is also a greater connection between testing for human health diseases and what is happening for plant diseases as well. Well, the AIDS virus was a terrible thing for the humans to have to endure as a population. It opened opportunities to develop faster rapid testing that we then were able to adapt for plant testing. And I, I look for that in the future. And I guess as I look at my career and where I'm at, I'm a little bit saddened because like most things, things are expanding and opportunities being so great as we look forward. Unfortunately, I don't think I'll be able to enjoy all of them because the good Lord will call me to the hereafter before they get fully developed. Not that I'm wishing to uh, get there any sooner than what he wishes for me. Well, that, I think the, that goes for all of us. Uh, one final question for, for the both of you. Um, for somebody that's not familiar with what you're doing, uh, and they, they say, you know, hey, Greg, I'm a seed grower like you. What's this, what's this project going to mean for me? How's my life going to be different? Uh, I think it'll be improved. Uh, I, mm -hmm. I think having that information um, earlier, uh, almost immediately after harvest, uh, mm -hmm. uh, we talked about the benefits of that, being able to make better informed decisions. But I think also, you know, right now, and, and Don touched on this too, how each uh, state or agency uh, approaches it differently. I think this can bring some standardization uh, to the industry um, and have uniform uh, methods, uh, a, a uniform method that will produce un more uniform results where, you know, some areas are visual, some are ELISA, some are PCR, uh, all with varying degrees of accuracy. I, I think the entire industry will benefit from that uniformity. Don, any thoughts uh, to add on that of how this is going to, you know, affect uh, affect growers positively and negatively? Hopefully, not negatively. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Well, there'll be challenges, there's no doubt. Um, anytime you plan a road trip, if it's going to an unknown area, you have to expect you may take a wrong turn along the way. And that's what the industry, I'm sure, will, will, it will happen to the industry. But as we look at the ability of testing and the information that it provides, it's going to be just good, good all the way around. And we're at a stage, again, if we look at the joining from base seed all the way to the end use of the product, becoming a, more of a standard than an unusual circumstance, we're going to find that it's going to bring the industry together much more than we ever dreamed of in the past. I think back of how my father, well, I grew up on a seed farm, but the reason that I grew up on a seed farm was my father was a table stock grower taking his product to the Eastern market in Detroit. The person who had the stall next to him said to my father, Mike, I'll pay you as much money for your potatoes here is what you're getting in Johannesburg, Michigan. My father's obvious question was, why would you do that? How could you afford to do it? The gentleman quickly responded, 
I can see by the quality you're bringing, you would be an excellent seed producer for me and I would eliminate my biggest competition on the market. So it's a win-win for both of us. So that's what got uh, the operation to switch over to seed. And then through the years with the development of the use of tissue culture. And again, it wasn't first started with potatoes, but Dr. Ed Jones uh, at the Cornell lab at Lake Placid embraced the technology reading potato journals, I thought it would be an excellent way to enhance or reduce the virus and bacteria in potatoes. So took a trip, talked to them, came back, and really that set the path to where we are today. So I'm sure things like that are going to continue. And while I'm in my twilight of my career, there are others such as my son, and Greg, who are going to carry it on and take it to levels that we don't even know where they're at. Very exciting, exciting industry, exciting industry to be a part of, that's for sure. Well, I would echo that. Gentlemen, I really appreciate your time. Uh, if you'd like to read more about the Vision 2026 project, you can see Spudman's January issue, which is out now. We've got part one of an article on the whole project and we've got part two coming up in our March issue, which uh, is a little ways off, but uh, look for that. Uh, once again, gentlemen, thank you for being here. It's been very insightful. Thank you thank again you. for hosting this. This is fantastic. It's information that's going to be very beneficial for the industry. Yeah, thank you, Zeke. And, and thanks to Spudman for keeping us all informed. And thank you too, Don, for all your contributions. Oh, yes, you as well, Greg. I think it takes, again, this collaborated effort by everyone in the industry. And I've seen changes like I never dreamed of the industry coming together. So technology such as this that we're using helps, but it takes the mindset of the industry that I've seen change as well. Well said. Well, thank you for listening to The Potato Field with Spudman. We'll catch you guys next time.